Wednesday night. It's podcast night here on the Percy and Face Top Fives. Tonight is a very special night. Uh, we're doing love songs, and uh, Autumn Franklin won the contest uh, with her submission for submission and love songs. That really sounded perfect, didn't it? So, <clears throat> anyway, Autumn won, so we're doing love songs, and she's going to get a nice tumbler and a t-shirt as well. And we're going to put her list on Facebook, so she'll be included. But we have three very special women here tonight. We have my wife, Amanda. We have April Davis and Wendy Sherrod. And they wanted originally to do Badass Bitches, but I was afraid to do that with them <laughs> just because of what I saw happen to Wendy's husband, Doug. And we won't go into that, but Doug, you know what I'm talking about. So, anyway, I was definitely not going to do that, so I wanted to temper it down and have them for love songs. And uh, they got some nice prizes. Wendy brought some snacks. It's going to be a fun, we've had a fun time chopping it up in here. It's going to be a great podcast. Um, anyway, I like to call them from my favorite ZZ Top album, which is Trace Ombres. I like to call them Trace Ombras. That's the female version of Trace Ombras. Ombres. So, anyway, here we are. Is everybody ready to play? We are ready. Okay. Yes. I want to mention we're sponsored by Busted Oak Bourbon Society. The best little bar in the world. Mm -hmm. If you've never been yes, there, you've got to go. It's yes, like walking into a 1930s speakeasy. It is a speakeasy style bar. They've got cigars. They got fine bourbon. They got a great cigar lounge. It is a good vibe. It's a great time. Wendy and I bartend there on Saturdays together, and um, she's there all the time. And and so is mm -hmm. Doug. And they're great friends, and we're just we're glad you're here. And we're also sponsored by. Smokehouse crackers. We love yeah. Robert and Lynn. We got some smokehouse crackers out here tonight for everybody. Wendy brought some other snacks too and some cocktails. Uh, We've it. had a few. So <laughs> anyway, it's uh this is gonna be a great one. So everybody knows the rules. Michael, am I missing anything? We're also sponsored by Anchor. That's our yes, we place. are officially sponsored by Anchor and unofficially sponsored by Svetka, and if they don't send us a handle of vodka soon, I'm going to switch to Redmond because I think I can get Charles Barkley on here. Yes, so. and it is Alabama Company. Yeah, it is Alabama. And this is also uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Week, so I just thought this really fit in and perfectly fun. this week. Also, I want to add, where I work at WholesaleCars.com, Paul Claiborne, our owner, is donating $50 from every car sold this month to breast cancer awareness. He's a fabulous person. That's a fabulous dealership. If you need a car, go to Wholesale Cars. That's absolutely fantastic. Okay, we're glad to have y'all here. Are y'all ready for we're the ready. podcast? Ready to play? Ready. So, you know the rules. We're starting with our honorable mentions. And... Uh, we're going to toss this over to Percy to start it off. What are your honorable mentions? My first honorable mention is there's two great versions of this song. But I picked the version because I have a friend that listens in Kentucky. And this is his imaginary girlfriend. And it's also a great version. But I picked When You Say Nothing At All by Alison Krauss. That's a great song. Yes. 
That's fantastic. Also, Whit Union Station. Yes. Okay. Keith Whitley did a great version of this, yes, and yeah, o- oddly yes. enough, he got inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame this week. Oh, I didn't God. realize oh, that. Well, well deserving. R.I.P. Keith Whitley. Yeah, great guy. My Underrated s- country artist. My great. second honorable mention is the first number one hit by George and Tammy. We're gonna hold on. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. It talks about. Life is rough. You know what? But we're going to hold on to each other. That's great. Good stuff. I will say, before you move on, that I'm a sap, natural born sap. And, you know, a lot of people think I'm just a rock guy, but I absolutely adore love songs. What? How can you not love Tammy? She has the voice of an angel. She does. Okay. What's your last honorable mention? My last honorable mention... It's written by Billy Joe Shaver off the Honky Tonk Heroes album, and it's Waylon singing, You Asked Me To. And the whole crux of that song is, he says, I turned the world all which way just because you asked me to. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. All right. That's good honorable mentions. Wendy is up. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. I only have one honorable mention. I had several, but I, I just tried to weed mine down. That's cool. You cannot talk about love songs without talking about the king, Elvis Presley. Absolutely. He is it. So it's Can't Help Falling in Love. Oh, yeah. That to me, I mean, that song spent four weeks at number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's a simply written, it's just a beautiful song. It's just a, a, a couple of verses, that's it. But it's, it's just talking about that how he has just fell in love just immediately with this woman. And it's just, that's what every woman wants. I do, mm-hmm. or I yeah. did. <laughs> I did. I did. I wanted that, and uh, but it's just, the, you know, the king, and that's what he ended his shows with. And I want, I think, and I could be wrong, and you may correct me on this, but that his last performance, um, that that in not in June of nineteen seventy seven, that that was the last song he performed live in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great concert. Was it Indy or was he in Nebraska? I, I thought it was Indianapolis at the Marcus okay. Square Arena. All right. Fair enough. Good. It doesn't matter. Last performance. Elvis could just take anybody's song. And yeah. the song that I just mentioned, you asked me to, Elvis covered that. And he had a way of just making it his own. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Good choice. Okay. Amanda. Hey. Hey. Get up on the mic. <laughs> okay. Um, my first honorable mention is straight out of Colbert County, uh, Percy Sledge, When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh. Oh, that yes. song just, it just, I feel it when he sings that song. He was just a kid when he recorded this song. Um, early 20s, I think. This song has the distinction of being the first number one hit out of Muscle Shoals. No. I need Michael to correct me. <laughs> well, it was the number one hit out of It was songs. the number one hit. It wasn't the, the first. The first hit was Arthur Alexander. Yeah. This is why. The guru. I was, brought a knife to a what, gunfight. Was Arthur first. Alexander singing You Better Move On? Was the first Yeah, You Better Move On was the first one. But, but this was the first worldwide hit that came out of Muscle Shoals. Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, he worked in the cotton fields. Yes. And he sang... In hospitals yep. for the patients to make them happy and stuff. That's and a great choice. And he's a from. patient introduced him to Quinn Ivy, who then took him a well, producer from. You go, girl. Yes. It was recorded at Quinn Ivy Studios, yes. and then it was Rick Hall found out about it, and they did the 
final production at Rick Hall Studios at Fame. Good stuff. Sad thing is he never got royalties from this song because he says he helped write it, but he didn't get a co-writing credit for. He said he was young, didn't know any better. Anyway, so that's, that's happened sad to a lot. That of. song has made a ton of money, and he had twelve kids. So yeah, well, so, twelve kids. Yeah, Good grief. Guys, uh, all right. Grief. What's your next honorable mention? Next honorable mention is uh, speaking of badass bitches, uh, Songbird <laughs> by Fleetwood Mac. Christine, Christine McVie wrote yes. that song. Um, Love she that. Said if, that she woke up like at three thirty a.m. one night. And the song just came to her in the middle of the night. She wrote it like in 30 minutes. Um, she said she didn't have anything to record it with, so she was by herself. She jumped up, played it, and sang it on piano. And then she was afraid she would forget the song if she went to sleep. So she stayed up the rest of the night, called a producer first thing the next day, and they got that song recorded the very next day. So it's that a beautiful song, song. I love it. I think it's so beautiful. And my last honorable mention is... He's got to be on my list. Willie Nelson, always on my mind. Oh, great one! Killer yes. song, love it. Um, the actually the one of the co-writers of this song played guitar on the Poncho and Lefty album when they were recording that Listen album. my girl go. But <laughs> and this? he took the song. Uh, Brenda Lee, country artist, recorded it first in the early seventies, and he played the song for them and thought that they might record it on Poncho and Lefty. Merle Haggard did not like the song, so he passed. And then after they finished recording that album, Poncho and Lefty, Willie stayed behind and recorded Always On My Mind by himself. And the rest is history. One of Willie's best songs ever. Without a doubt. Elvis did cover it. That was a big hit for Elvis. I will tell you this. I love Merle, but I'm glad he passed because that song was made for Willie. Absolutely. All right. Good honorable mentions there. April, get up on that mic. Okay. What you got? What's your honorable so, mentions? So, my first one is not like this huge hit, okay? It is More Today Than Yesterday by Pat Upton. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> because the obvious is yeah. Pat Upton. And it was the song that my husband and I danced to at our wedding. And Pat Upton, we were lucky enough to have Pat Upton as the band at our wedding. Awesome. Headline or just Pat Upton? It was... Downtown it was Horns? Pat Upton and the, the downtown, downtown horns. horns. Yes, spiral you know, staircase, spiral staircase, from Gunnersville. The yes. They had PJ's Alley down there. Damon went through there. Mm-hmm. Gino, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Mark Thompson. Mm-hmm. One, as the greatest local band that really could have gone all the way. They were fantastic. I used to work in Gunnersville. The one summer I came home from school, I worked at Grapes and Hops from Gunnersville. First went wet. We'd close at 12. I'd go to PJ's Alley, and they would still play till 2 o'clock. And they ended with that song every night. Wow. Fantastic was, choice. There was a guy that sang that on American Idol one night, and they talked about how the next day there was millions and millions of listens to oh, that song the mm-hmm. next day just because it was on American Idol. It. Yeah, he really did. No. So Good choice. One, yes, thank yeah. you. What you got? So, Van Morrison, what? Crazy Love. Oh, oh yeah. Just such I mean Van Morrison in general, but yeah, I agree. nineteen seventy. Early Van Morrison. Fantastic song. And I'm gonna move on. The third one is your song, Elton John. Oh, that's His a great first choice. hit, right? Yeah. My so, first hit. My yeah. So the first so apparently, you know, uh who's the songwriter? Bernie Bernie Talkman. Yes. So he got up one morning, breakfast, wrote the song. Yep. Elton John came in, sat down, and they just At the piano and they it nailed out, it. And that was it for them. So they were such a great duo because yeah. Bernie wrote the lyrics, mm-hmm. Elton wrote the music. Right. 
and it was fantastic. Yes. If, and if you've never seen the movie Rocket Man, uh, I encourage you to watch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Yes, good choices. Thank you. All right, that was good. Okay, my honorable mentions. I hope I don't get misty. <laughs> uh, first one is for Crying Out Loud by Meatloaf. It's off the Bad Out of Hell album. He lays it out there like no other love song I've ever heard. So uh, that's my first honorable mention. My second one, another one, uh, is Shelter by Ray Lamontagne. I love Ray Lamontagne. Shelter, he's basically saying, you shelter me, I'll shelter you. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful, beautiful song. song, beautiful work. Mm -hmm. um, my last honorable mention is Cover Me Up. Not by Morgan Whalen. Y'all hear me? It's not by Morgan Whalen. His version sucks! It's by Jason Isbell. Yes. He wrote it. It was had meaning. It was about his wife basically saving him from uh, alcohol. Sorry, honey. Um, I don't need saving. I got my shit under control. But it's a, it's a great, great song. So... Okay, we got our honorable mentions done, our sponsors done. Everybody having a good time so far? Yes, we are. Okay, yeah. all right, we go round robin now. We start at number five and go all the way around. Okay. Percy, what is your number five? My number five is off one of the greatest albums known to man, and it's Pet Sounds, and it's God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Yeah, that's Carl Wilson singing that. And... Brian was inspired by Rubber Soul to make Pet Sounds. Yeah, and, and he actually smoked Rubber Soul. Yeah, he was on a lot of stuff. They had a nervous breakdown after he made this album. Yeah, and stayed in his bedroom for like a year. Y'all didn't know that. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. But that is just a great song. God only knows what mm -hmm. I'd be without you. That's a great choice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wendy, what's your number five? My number five is Leave a Tender Moment, Billy Joel. Oh. Uh, 1983 on the Innocent Man album. Uh, it reached top 30 on the 100 charts and went number one on the adult contemporary charts. Um, it had the famous harmonica player, Toots Thillman, that was a guest. I just like the song because um, it just it just reminds me of, of, of a new love. Uh, it's nervous, still being cautious with comments, not wanting to mess a good thing up. Um, you know, don't make a wisecrack. Don't make a joke. That's just a temp the tender moment. Let it linger. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that. It's just so fresh. It's so uplifting. It's, it's just it's just a great song. That's a fantastic song. Natalie Cole, by the way, she even did a live jazz version in honoring uh, Billy Joel. Wow. She fantastic. Okay. little announcement here. We got a podcast alumni just came in the house, Gil Bruce. I hope you're going to sign the banner tonight. Have a seat. Join us. Thank you very much, and I believe I will. You got All a lot right. better looking crowd here than you did. Oh, also. It's pretty badass. Yeah, so I'll tell yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. have definitely upgraded. Make, make yourself comfortable. You have upgraded your game. All right. Amanda, what's your number five? My number five is Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones. Love it. Nice. Back to Muscle Shoals. I've stole Percy's Thunder. I, <laughs> I love it when someone steals his thunder. Okay. No, you didn't, but that is 
I mean, that's a great it's song. It's fantastic. One of the first songs that I thought of for this list. Um, Muscle Shoals recorded 1969. Um, Keith Richards originally wrote the chorus line, Wild Horses Couldn't Drag Me Away, and some of the music about his son, who had just been born a couple of months before, and his thing was he didn't want to leave his son to go back on the road. So he started playing around, writing a little song. He wrote the chorus, Wild Horses Couldn't Drag Me Away, and then he gave it to Mick, who then turned it into a love song. Um, the first released version of the song was... They gave the song to Graham Parsons. Yes, they gave the song to Graham Parsons and to record in the Burrito Brothers. With the Burrito Brothers on the Burrito Deluxe album. And I didn't know this until you told me this. Yeah, a year before the Stones released and it on Thank Sticky God Fingers. for the country influence that Graham gave Keith Richards. Yeah. yeah. Graham's version is, is great, but I just, I love the Stones. Love, I had to have Yeah, and he this. wrote it in uh, Muscle Shoals. Yes. On the John. On the yes. John. Yep. At Jackson, High, at Jackson Highway, not at Fame. He was having yeah. problems figuring out the song, and he went and locked himself in the toilet and finished it. And they said it's because, it, it wasn't because he had to go. They said the acoustics in that bathroom were better than anywhere else. So, okay, April, what's your number five? My number five, well, Miss Amanda... I already called it, but it's always on my mind. Okay, that's okay. Oh, it we, is. We can cross over. But now I pulled the Elvis version. I'm with you there. I mean, All right, whoa. so we got I two versions. No, I mean I love the Willie version. I have it under here, but oh man. Well, Elvis. but that was Elvis. He, he had just to make her That was Elvis's song to Priscilla. Just they were in Elvis. that moment. He can hear it. Yeah. You can hear. That was his message to Priscilla. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Give me one more. Yeah. Just, I, I know. Elvis I mean, could sing a phone book. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes, he absolutely. could. And make us all just croon and just love mm -hmm. and gush over him. I'm thinking about getting one of those jumpsuits. Oh, <laughs> just do it. I don't think it would get me anywhere, but I was thinking about it. I found one that was actually a sweatsuit. I really but. think you ought to get one, and I will dress in one of those dresses that Priscilla wore, and we'll bartend on Saturday. There you That's go. Halloween well, weekend. Uh, I want Graham Parsons' nudie suit that he has. Yeah, it's got hot leaves. Yeah. yeah. To dress up like Elvis. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, my number five is These Arms of Mine by Tad Benoit. That is a great guitar player. Um He's done some stuff with Louisiana LaRue. Uh, anyway, it's a great song. He takes an Otis Redding song and makes it better. And I'm all about when someone can take an original hit and cover it and make it better. And that's just a great song. I mean, he basically spells it out for you. So, all right, we, we cracked the iceberg. We just did number five. Percy, what's your number four? My number four is one of the greatest voices to ever walk the planet. Oh, I didn't know I had a song. <laughs> <laughs> no dice. No. And it's Baby I Love You by the Ronettes. Oh my goodness. Wow. Ronnie Spector had one of the greatest voices she did. ever. She just married and, wrong, but it made yeah, her rich. Uh, well, Phil Spector produced this, and he turned out to be a psychopath, but that is... Don't a, we all? A great song, and she has one of the greatest voices of all time. She does. Ask Eddie Money. All right. 
Wendy, oh, it's your five. number four. Tighten up. So, so we've got to go to, back to hometown, back to Alabama. Uh, forever is as far as I'll go. Anybody knows me knows I am totally in love with my husband. So when I hear songs that just make me think of him, make us think of our love, our marriage, this is one of those because it, it says where there's age around, when there's age around my eyes and gray in my hair, only a touch to recall the love we share. That is us. I mean, we yes, we're getting older. And when I hear that song, I just I just want to take little Dougie and just hold him in my arms. He is not little. He's not little. He's like seven big old Dougie. Tall. We're gonna take big old Dougie. But it, it just to me, I mean, I just want to cuddle him. And so that that is it. This song was Alabama's 29th number one hit. Yeah, they and had a bunch. They had 40. I think 20 weeks on the, the charts. So, so it, I think a lot of people probably get home with a lot of people, but uh, I mean, as we get older, we've got the gray in our hair. Here we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Welcome to adulthood. I'm in touch kids. with the gray. It's in my beard. Hey, we're there. All right, Amanda. Okay. What's your number four? Okay, my number four is this song has been recorded like over 600 something different artists in a bunch of different languages. It's Unchained Melody, but my version is Elvis. Yes. Oh my God. What yes. a song. If you have never seen the Elvis's last concert where he does this song, I think it was Rapid City, South Dakota, I think was his last show. A couple of months before he died, immediately go to YouTube if you've never seen it and look for this video it, of him doing that song. It will just absolutely cry. It'll make you cry. And they ended the Elvis you. movie playing that, too. Oh, yes. It was yes. fantastic. Exactly. And every time I see it, I'm sorry. I'm a mushball. I... There's, I'm streaming. It's a beautiful song. The Righteous, the Righteous Brothers version is beautiful. I actually yep. have that song in my jukebox. But if I'm having to pick between the two, Elvis all day, every day. All the way. Agree 100%. 100%. All right. April, what you got for number four? So my number four is a sentimental song for me. It's the song that when I when I think about my kids and my family, you know, it's the, thong, the song that epitomizes that. And it's a Bill Withers song. It's oh. called Lovely Day. I love and that song. Day. I mean, you look at your family, you look at your kids, and it just makes you smile. And the sun shines brighter that day. There's nothing better than that love song. And it's just a fam familial love type song. I love it. It is. Mm -hmm. That's a great choice. It is. Lovely day. Thank you. I'd never even crossed my mind, but that is a wonderful. It's a love song. song. I mean, love yeah. isn't just romantic love, right? Mm -hmm. It's familial. Exactly. It's no. just absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. All right, well, my number four, uh, some of you may have not heard this, but Amanda turned me on to this group, and it's called, the name of the song is Take Me In by the Warren Treaty. And that's a husband and wife duo. They were singing in a church together, and uh, you'll hear it on the playlist, but I promise you, and I wanted to put that in there because basically Amanda took me in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> All right. So, we're getting down to it. This yeah, top three it. now. Percy, what you got for number three? My number three is by a man called the Gentle Giant. That'd be Don. Don Williams. Oh, I love and he Williams. sang, I wouldn't want to live if you didn't love me. Oh. And I don't know. Are you me. talking to me? <laughs> well, I hope not. Yes, <laughs> me too. That's, I mean, I, I do love you though. I do love you too, bro. All right, but that's I don't we got know. that out of the way. Oh, got that bro love. I don't know how anybody could say anything else. I mean, yeah, 
That's that just gets right to the point. All right, what number are we on? Number three. See, I knew that. I was just checking you. <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> all right. My number three, and this one is not what you would all classify maybe as a love song, but it is mine. Uh, being from the South, you know, I do roll my hair a lot. And my husband, and his little vanity, he if I, he will sing Lay You Down by Conway Twitty. That's a great song. And when he looks at me, and he will sing that song. And it's like me on my curlers and my hair. It just... I love it. That's just, it, just, it makes me think of Country Case because they always play that song. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Well, I can yeah. tell you right now, they can't sing it like Doug Sherrod can. Oh, well, I, I bet that. he can cry. He sure can. But, but the deal with Conway Twitty is he had a lot of respect for women. So a lot of his songs, and you wouldn't, maybe this day of time you wouldn't think that, but he did. A lot of his songs he sang to the women. And and that and then back in those days, this particular song was a big. It was a lot of controversy. Yeah. About this because I mean, you know, we know what you're talking about. Yeah. He, but Tom, uh, but he, Conway Twitty had 55 number one hits, wow. and he sold over 50 million albums. And he toured. This is what gets me. He toured for 36 years and never missed a show. Oh wow! That, I did me, not know that. Seriously. That's a good storyline. That that was that was very important. I thought, man, that is just a really good. Thing. I like Conway because but, his voice is great and he's got a big head mm-hmm. like me. Conway started out as a pop, he was a pop star when he started out. Well, he was he going to be into, the next Elvis Presley. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Conway could get it done. Well, Doug Sherry can lay it out there. All right. Well, usually when Amanda's straightening her hair, I make sure just to stay on the other end of the house. There's a lot of a lot of burn things going on in there. Bless her. All right. Amanda, what's your number three? My number three is All My Love by Led Zeppelin. Love it. Absolutely love this song, and I had no idea until I started yeah. doing research for this podcast that he wrote the song about his son his who son. passed away yes. in 1977 when they were on their North American tour. Um, I think they had gotten to the hotel in New Orleans, and he got word a couple of hours after they got there that his son was sick, and then that he passed away. The band pretty much immediately left and canceled the rest of their tour. Such a sad tale. Yes, it is. And I almost took the song off my list after I then I was like, I mean, it's my list, and I've always thought of it as a love song, and it is. Well, it, it is. is. It's a tribute love yeah. song. But, yeah, yes. I, I had no idea that it was about his son passing away, and, and I learned that when I was doing this. I'm but, sure it was originally meant for me. Uh, probably, yes. In my probably. book, it was meant for you. Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually, he became very reclusive after that happened. He and did. he thought about quitting music. He was going to be a music teacher and all this stuff. John Bonham actually brought him out. They lived near each other and he would take him out drinking. He kept coming around, kept, you know, being his friend. And, and he finally got yeah, out. And, um, and they recorded one more album after that. Which they did. And that was after, actually. Was John Bonham even on that album? No, John Bonham was John gone. Bonham the last recording away, they did. But they had already done what you yes, said. Yes. But that was on the In Through the Outdoor album. They did Coda, which was kind of like an EP. It was, yeah. So, why don't you settle down over there, Wendy? Oh, okay. Well, you got a little bit. All right. April, what you got? So, my number three. It's a song written by Bob Dylan. Love uh, it. Already. It's actually one of his later. It's a 1997 song, and it is Make You Feel My Love. But the my preferred version is Adele's. 
version. Adele's a badass. Yeah. You know, Garth uh, covered it. Dylan, yes. don't you don't have to say anything, Percy. We know your feelings on Garth, but Adele's version oh, is fantastic. Beautiful. So here's what's so interesting about that. So she was writing an album at the time about a breakup or a marriage. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know the details. And she was talking about how she was trying to get to the point of where she was really going with her emotions. And she just couldn't get there. So her producer came in one morning and said, hey, you need to listen to this song by Bob Dylan. And she heard it and she recorded it and she said, this is exactly what I've been trying to get to. And so that's how the recording of the song by her became about. That's fantastic. I know, it really choice. is. Yeah. Yep. All right. So my number three is to love somebody but not by the Bee Gees. You know, I love the Bee Gees. I, I'm a man, and I'm proud to say I love the Bee Gees. But the Revivalists did it, and they did it in Muscle Shoals. So uh, it's to love somebody made in Muscle Shoals by the Revivalists. So if anybody can cover the Bee Gees and make it better, and that song is a love song. I, I went for it, so I love the song. So that's my number three. You know who else recorded that? The Burrito Brothers, and they did oh. a stand-up job with that. Yeah, I bet they did. The they always did stand-up Those guys, the revivalists are, are just, solid. You have to listen to those guys. That song. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have a local artist that sings that too, and it's just it's just his. Who's thing. the local artist? Do you remember? Is it not Lil Shari? Oh, Lowell can he do it. He sings yeah. that song uh, with Soul at any Survivor. local yeah. uh, venue you're at. That's uh, Gino, it. that's your band. Lowell, he can do it. They can do it. They, yeah. they do an excellent Good job. Good call on cover. that. All right, we're getting down to the real deal. Percy, what's your number two? My number two is a song I'm going to say probably nobody in this room has ever heard. But it's Why by, does this not surprise me? <laughs> me either. It's by Delaney and Bonnie, and it's Never Ending Song of Love. Well, you, Delaney and Bonnie and, birthed a lot of If you don't know who Delaney and Bonnie is, when they were on tour, they had Dwayne, Greg, Eric Clapton, George Harrison, Leon Russell, all these people toured with him at one time. And the remnants of Delaney and Bonnie's band, uh, Carl Radel, uh, I'm having a moment here. But the oh, my goodness. Anybody got any mind all? <laughs> Jim Gordon. And they became to form Derek and the Dominoes. Jim Gordon, great piano player, turned psychopath. Mm -hmm. But... The remnants of their band formed Derek and the Dominoes. Yes. Basically, when when Delaney and Bonnie split up. Great selection. And Delaney Bramlett was one of the ones that got Eric Clapton to believe that he could sing lead. Because Eric Clapton was kind of insecure about his singing abilities. And Delaney's like, you can do you this. Could. And he got him to sing and lead. Outstanding. Wendy, what you got? My number two, and I know you all know it. It is When I Need You, Leo Sayer. Oh, my uh, goodness. I haven't heard that song in a million years. I know I want to take you guys back. I can't help it. Uh, it was 1977. This song, uh, it hit six, number six in the U.K., and uh, number three in the U.S., 
This is the first song that he sang that he did not write. Mm. And um, and then finally, in the United States, it's hit. Uh, it's spent one week at number one. But uh, Hammond, uh, Albert Hammond, wrote this song. And it was basically about the time that he spent away from his family, from his loved ones, and that it was just his way of, of saying how much he missed them, how much he loved them. But um, it, you know, it's just a heartfelt song about how this sure guy was. was so heart, you know, homesick, wanted his loved ones. I mean, we all can relate. We have to travel for business and yeah. get away, and you, you want to hold the loved one, but you can't. And I, it, another song that reminds me of this is Faithfully by Journey. Yeah. It's, it's a very similar song, Longing to Be With That Loved One. And I just, I think Leo Sayer, when he sings that song, he belts it out there and you feel his pain. You do. You do feel, feel it, it coming from him you feel in that song. Yeah. That's an excellent choice. Amanda, what you got? Okay. My number two is Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. Boom. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite, this song has been on this podcast <laughs> probably... <laughs> Three times or four times, I don't know, but it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Period of yep. any category. Period. This is it's a great it's song. made our podcast well, now no, three times, here, but yes. we'll put it on every. And time. the story behind it about yes. Eric Daddy. being in love with George Harrison's wife. I Daddy. mean, it's just, and you can feel the pain in his mm-hmm. voice. And I'm gonna tell you, you need to go listen on the same album. To Eric singing, Have You Ever Loved a Woman? It's a Freddie King song, and he does it. And at the end of the song, it's basically talking about being in love with your best friend's wife. And at the end of it, it it's talk- so wrong. But they were mates, yes. and Harrison was like, and he's, he he's my mate. But yeah. at the end of the yeah, song, yeah. it's saying, it, he talks about, you can't wreck your best friend's home. It's the very last line in it. And him and George Harrison were best friends till the day that George Harrison died. Yep. Right. Yep. So I, I know Clapton did the unplugged version. I hate that version. Give me the, Yeah, I don't like the Jim unplugged Gordon version. Piano, I the want Dwayne the... Allman doing the Crying Bird guitar. Oh my God, what a beautiful song. Absolutely. And Dwayne Allman came up with the intro to that. He did. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, it's playing in my head right now. Fantastic. (laughs) It'll be playing at my house soon. (laughs) April, what you got? So this song, I'm going so far back on this. This song is the epitome of every love song ever, and it's At Last, Etta James. There's not much to say there, right? I mean, she Take the mic out of the stand and slam it on the floor. (laughs) And that's another... List over. That was Rick Hall. That was Rick Hall's favorite chick that recorded it. Fame well, Studios. and because Rick Hall said she was an official badass. She was. She and could be right in here with y'all, but then I'm <laughs> No, leaving. we would be lucky to be with her. And yeah. listen, uh, to, listen to Edda saying, I'd rather go blind. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my She's gosh. So but, but I, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I'd heard her version. I had no idea that the song was recorded like 20 years earlier in the 40s. Lynn Miller did the song for a movie. I don't even know. Orchestra. Why? Yeah, it was It was orchestra. It was, it, it was yes. Orchestra. And yeah. so I was thinking, so that song, you know, it, I, it fits the 60s, early 60s, right? Sure. But to think that the thing went all the way back to the 40s. Yep. And she just brought it to life. Fantastic. And it was... Oh. The epitome, yes. and uh, we'll do a night one night with um, female soul singers. What yeah. Rick Hall said—that's music. 
Tell you, that's music. Rick Hall said that uh, Leonard Chess told him he built his company on Etta James. And he said, if you'll kick her ass and wind her up, she can blow the lid off this place. (laughs) Wow. All right, well, it's my number two. It's a special one. I have picked Never Tear Us Apart. Now, that's an NXS mm-hmm. song, but I'm choosing the cover by the Teske Brothers. And it is the song that Amanda walked down the aisle to me <laughs> at the Graceland Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas. So, very special. Yep, very special song to me. Mm-hmm. And the NXS song version was great, but if you've never heard the Teske Brothers, you gotta listen to it. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. Oh yeah, listen to their cover of Never Tear Us Apart. You'll be hooked. So that's my number two. Alrighty. So (laughs) we're at number one. Man, we're making good time too. Y'all just want to shoot the shit for a while? (laughs) Gil's here. Gil, you got anything to say? Don't get me started. Yep, okay. All right, so we're at number one. Before we get started, let me just say thanks to our sponsors, Busted Oak Bourbon Society. Best bar I've ever been to, seriously. Um, Cool, eloquent, awesome, fun. Mm -hmm. Robert Lynn Smokehouse Crackers, great place. Anchor, our podcast sponsor. Svetka, step it up, or we're switching to Redmont, and we're going to let you know. So, anyway, we'll get Charles Barkley well, on here. Gil's here. I bet Gil, Gil, can you get Charles Barkley on this thing? Not a problem. Let's see there. Not a problem. Yeah, we can go. do this. All right. Charles. Yeah, that's the man. So, you may if, if you don't step up and send us a handle, we're going to Redmont. We're going to give you about a month. All right, number one, Michael, what you got? Num- my number one is off the 1971 album, The Taker, by Waylon Jennings, and it was written by the great Chris Christopherson, and it's loving her was easier than anything I'll ever do again. Oh, yeah, that's oh wow. That's great. Wow. I love it. I knew he'd come up with some shit. Oh, he sleeps with a list under his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean. Are you taking Adderall? I do. I take all kinds of stuff. But four of the songs on this album were written by, are co-written by Chris Christopherson. I mean, one of the greatest songwriters that ever breathed there. Couldn't sing worth shit, but he sure could write songs. That's exactly my But, I mean, if you listen to this song, when he says, she ain't ashamed to be a woman or afraid to be a friend, I mean. That's what every man wants. It's, it's. This is a great song. Yeah, it's and it's my favorite Waylon song. And anybody in this room knows how much how I much love Waylon. How much you love Waylon. Well, you are talking yeah, about I mean, Waylon Jennings, that. not my dog, right? I am talking about <laughs> Waylon Jennings. <laughs> that is why he's named Waylon. I am talking about Waylon Arnold Jennings. <laughs> yeah, the big man. Also yeah. known as Walt Tosha, which he was nicknamed by Hank yeah. Williams Jr., which means... Which means old number one in Japanese. Hank Williams Jr. gave him that name. I didn't know Hank Williams Jr. knew Japanese. Yes, his name is Walt Tosha. I knew that. I knew that. I didn't know that's where that came from. But it means old number one. Old number one. Just so you know, Percy. 
I was given the choice of naming my dog Waylon or Haggard, and I chose Waylon because I love me some Waylon Jennings. Yeah, love it. I have to say, I love the Hag too. So I mean, I love Hag, but. Waylon is, well, is Waylon is smooth the sound. I just love Waylon Jennings. You know, he reminds me of me in my dreams. You know, okay, I ain't so, so Gentry, I agree. No, not really. Just I wish I was. So what's okay. your number one, Wendy? Okay, so my number one is a song that you all hear it on the radio, you've heard it for years. It's Climax Blues Band, I Love You. Yeah. It's written was in nineteen eighty. Derek Holt was the band's bass player. And uh, he wrote the song, and it charted at number 12. He wrote it at home about meeting his wife, because basically he's a long-haired guy. He met this woman, and she turned his life around. For me... I'm in touch with that. Well, mine is vice versa. I met that man. He turned my life around. And um, he he presented it to his band members. They weren't impressed with the song. They, They didn't like it. And so when they were in the studio later, the producer asked them, you know, he's going through their song list. He says, anybody got anything else? Well, he said, well, yeah, I got this song. It's called, you know, I Love You. So he said, well, let me hear it. He pulled out the cassette. They played it. They played it for him. And he said, that's a hit. All the bloody members, the, the bloody, all the band members looked at him and said, you know, oh, bloody hell. Because they didn't like the song. They didn't want to play it. So he moved, he flew to the Louisiana, Louisiana, where did they flew to? Yeah. California. 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 Louisiana. Wherever, yeah. somewhere to produce a song in the United States. Two of the band members refused to play on the album. The, the song, they said that they weren't playing on well, it. they missed out on some Oh, no. No, hold on. This song was never played live, ever. The band ended up splitting over this. Wow. Yes, yo, yeah, this is the facts I found. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And um, the fun fact about this song, the only time this song was ever played live was in Clearwater, Florida in 2005 in a karaoke bar. Um, wow. Derek Holt and his wife, the one who wrote the song, who sang it, were in that bar. He flipped over the karaoke just, just to see if there's any Climax Blues Band. That was the only song his wife told the guy that running the karaoke, she said, hey, he wants to sing this. He is the singer of this song. Of course, he thought, yeah, what? Yeah. He didn't Whatever. Really yeah. He got there, started singing it. Just after the first few notes singing that song, everybody in the bar realized, oh, my gosh, he is the guy who really sang this song. The guy didn't buy a beer the rest of the night. Everything I was on the house. <laughs> That's the only time he's ever sang live. Wow. Can you believe that? That's a fantastic story. Good job for bringing that. I couldn't believe it when I started finding it because that is one of my favorite songs when I hear him say, you know, when, you know, when I was a young man. No, it's true. It's true. When you hear that come on the radio, you hear it, you think, oh my gosh, turn that up. That's my jam. Mm -hmm. We turn it up. You know, it's that song. Absolutely. Well, I will tell you, this is going to turn out to be a great playlist. Yes. And by the way, yes. folks, playlist will show up on Apple. Will we have it on iHeartRadio? No, it's no, just but Apple. the podcast will be on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and iHeart. But if you want to hear the playlist, get Apple Music. Step up. It's a good thing to have. Yeah, but I'm, like you do it through the Facebook page, right? Like you, you can through. That's if, the you, if you'll way, if you'll find right? it on Facebook. Click the link, yeah. put your earbuds in, mm-hmm. get your Bluetooth speaker ready. This is going to be a great playlist. All right. 
Amanda, what's your number one? Okay, my number one, and this is, I don't know, uh, <laughs> Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Love it. I want the acoustic version on the playlist. That's my favorite version. I'm a huge Dave Grohl fan. Love the Foo Fighters. Uh, Same. Uh, on the recording of this song, Dave actually played it all himself. This was before Taylor Hawkins joined the band. Um, he wrote this song. He was going through a divorce, and he was in a relationship with Louise Pose from Baruch Assault. Um, she sang backup vocals on this song, actually, over the telephone. She was in Chicago. He recorded the song in L.A. She called in somehow, and they recorded her backing vocals over the phone. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't, the video, this is like a 90s song. The video is super campy. You know, everything was videos then. And you actually see um, Taylor Hawkins, his dress is, is, he's got a blonde wig. He's the love interest in the video. And, of course. But he's not, he's not actually, the, the recorded version is Dave playing the drums. It's not Taylor because he hadn't joined the band yet. Um, this is the last song Taylor Hawkins performed before he died later that night, early, earlier this year. Um, what else about this song? Uh, personal note, this song was playing on the radio the night I got in my car after my first date with my husband. <laughs> so, love this song. Yeah. Love, Dave. love oh, it now. And another thing, another Dave that I love, Dave Letterman, he was a, he's a huge Foo Fighters fan, and he insisted that they play this song on his last show. So, of course, I, of course, oh. I was watching that show. Yeah, of course, and they, Dave of course nailed said it, yes. So, Anyway, love the song. It's it's my favorite all-time. First song I wrote down when we were coming up with this list. So. Well, I will tell you, Dave Grohl is known as the nicest guy in rock and roll. And I really feel like he's the current historian. I really feel like the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl especially keep the scene alive. And I love him. Um... Check out the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert if you hadn't seen it. It's oh, fantastic. His son Shane comes oh, out and plays My yes. Hero on drums. Yes. It's it, I cried through the whole thing. I won't cry at funerals, <laughs> but if you put some music on, it comes streaming out. It is fantastic. Or toilet mm. paper commercials. I don't know why it's toilet <laughs> paper commercials. Well, I mean, isn't it, it, Dave Grohl the dude that drives the van? Like, when he's not on the road, he's the, he's yeah, the dad he's driving the, the van. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's the man. Grohl's the man. He is. He just really is. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to tap him. <laughs> Go. Dave Grohl yes, on it. the podcast. That's it. Oh my God. That's it. All right. Handle that person. All right. April, what so, you got for number one? So my number one, I mean, you guys may have never heard of this song. There's no chorus to this song. Okay. This song is just a tribute straight through to love. I mean, he's a guy that he doesn't even know how to say it. So he just keeps talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. So it's called The Wedding Song by Bob Dylan. Oh. And it was only performed nine times in 1974, and it was never performed live again. Why, we don't know. You know, there's rumor has it that it was all, like, remorseful of him and trying to, like, get back with the girl at the moment. But I think he was just, like, he could just write the wedding song because he's Bob Dylan. He so, is Bob Dylan. I mean, seriously, it is everything that you ever want to hear about love. I mean, it is everything from start to finish, from, like, romantic love to honest and true and parental and all the things all in one. It's fantastic. John Davis, is that a mic drop? That's a mic drop. Yeah, that's good. I saw him dropping the, uh, the semi-mic, the air mic back there. Boom. Did you? Uh, Dylan, Dylan can write, man. Man, that dude. 
Yeah. I love sing. Dylan. He can't sing. He's like Chris. They can't sing. But they are both an acquired taste. So I, I, I love listening to Dylan and Chris. They can't sing. They can write. But you can feel it coming from them. Doesn't matter. So that's a great choice. I'm impressed. So anyway, everyone's had great song selections. Have y'all had... It's this has been fun. Y'all had a good time. Yeah. So we're gonna have y'all back. We're gonna have them back for Valentine's Day. We're gonna do heartbreak songs. Then Mother's Day. Um, I'm still not sure about this badass bitches thing. I'm gonna have to have a security guard. You're scared. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm not scared of any man, but three y'all together. I've seen what y'all did to Doug. So Doug, I love you. I know you've healed up by now. It's all good. And he's a big he's dude. Good. He's good. All right. Yeah. He's got a good wife. All right. We all have good wives. So, all right. My number one is Amanda by Waylon Jennings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, she's heard it her whole life. And uh, she would not let me sing it karaoke, but... Is game on. Now. I love the Waylon Jennings version. I almost version. put it on my list just because my entire life, people, my dad, yeah. his old friends, all these old men, Mike Gentry. Mike's never sang a song to me. Because I was like, no, well, it's no, coming no, no, to a theater near you. You can't discount. John Giant. Williams. Don Williams. Don Williams. First yeah. recorded that. Yeah. Can't, can't discount that. Waylon makes stuff his own. Yeah, well, Waylon is the does, man. If, Waylon's one of those guys, like, if he takes your song, it's his. It's it just is. like Most Joe Cocker is. and Elvis and some of these yeah. cats that we were, a, they were all mentioned in the podcast tonight. So, hey, I cannot believe this. I was really worried that we wouldn't be able to get this done in under an hour. And uh, we're not even at 50 minutes. Gil Bruce is in the house. Gil's favorite love song. So, yeah, Gil, Gil, you got a favorite, love, favorite song? love song? Well, actually, I texted to uh, Michael over there. Well, I didn't. I, no, you'll be easy. That's okay. But no, it, and I'm not sure if, if this fits into the genre or not. But So Into You by Atlanta Rhythm Section. Oh, so God. Into You, ARS. That's a great song. A comes from my day, those days that, you know, where you really feel, you can feel a song mm-hmm. like y'all were talking about. Yeah, most of my music, most yeah. of my songs I chose were from in those days. Yeah. That you could feel it. You, the words. The, the two the, you mentioned, the, like 77 and 80 and things yeah, like that. Yeah, the lyrics were so pure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're real. We're glad you showed up. Gil's going to sign the banner tonight with all of us. <laughs> all right. It's, it's great. Um, hey, this has been a good podcast. We've been so honored to have y'all on here. Y'all are badass bitches. I just don't, and I don't, I don't want, I should take back the bitches part, but you said it first, Wendy. Well, so you're bad. So I just want to say, yeah, well, I'm Jen Gentry's kid, so you're badasses. Well, in choosing songs, Choosing love songs for us was a little bit hard because we're a little bit we're not savvy. We're, we're not savvy yeah. at all. Well, so, so we could we could choose the songs easier that were like, "Don't mess with my man, girl. I'm gonna get you to headline." <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that song is more yeah. our. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. Well, normally, like, yeah, normally love songs. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like, okay, this is kind of.
kind of weird. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But so, but when I started thinking about it, so that's why you you know you got to find the ones that work because there are a lot of just heavy songs. Man, long. coming up with five long. love songs and some honorable mentions is yeah, tough. But it is. I think we've had a good podcast. We're going to have some a great, great playlist. playlist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and anyway. Thank you all for coming. Thank you. It's been Thank you fun. for having us. We're having you back. 